Hey, what's up, guys? Christopher Stolle, and I'm joined with head of uh, SJ Network and uh, publicist out in Los Angeles, Mr. Stephen Joyner. Unfortunately, we are here today because of the fact that we, unfortunately, we have to address some business that had just recently came to my attention today uh, that Stephen had actually found out about earlier. I'll let Stephen explain. All right, Chris. Um, happy Memorial Day weekend to those who hear this. So, um, there, okay, there was a gentleman I knew named Joe Crawford who lived in Canada. And I met Joe back in 2016. And he was, he had a show called The Joe Crawford Show. And it was an interview show, just like Breaking the Fourth Wall, just like another, a lot of other shows that I deal with. Um, by that time when I met him, he had already, interview the living and john uh, mike tyson larry king some really great people and i would send him people to be interviewed he was always accommodating always very nice and then his life got a little weird the last year his girlfriend and he broke up he became more elusive and more elusive and then the radio station up in niagara that he was on he left there and so he reached out to me and wanted me to get him in contact with Chris here and some other people to syndicate his program. And, of course, we were happy to oblige him because he was a nice guy. I got a, a message from a friend of mine in Canada on, on Thursday, um, a news article that came out. Uh, Joe Crawford was arrested for having possession of child porn and distribution of child pornography, and he's out on bail right now. And I just feel disgusted and I'm angry because I don't know Chris I, I don't know what to say Chris I just feel like I'm, I'm mad and I feel like what type of person I don't know what to say Chris I'm just really mad no I'm, I'm right there with you I mean the, the, the major, major reason of this and, and uh, just to let people know that, that uh, this is, isn't speculation I will he, he sent me the article I will link it, uh, link it in the description of this video or, or audio because this will be an audio form as well uh, down below so you guys can click it and read it for yourself. Uh, the reason of being is SJ Network, it's a absolutely known that SJ Promotions, SJ Network, and Realm of the Mist Entertainment do collaborate together. We are partners together. Uh, we, we promote each other's uh, uh, talent. We promote each other's content creators. We promote each other's uh, uh, shows and 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 uh, uh the a lot of the celebrities that you guys have enjoyed on breaking the fourth wall have come to me through sj network and sj promotions so it, it's very very much a symbiotic relationship and part of the reason that realm of the mist started syndicating other podcasts and and content creators is because of sj network uh so that's why I wanted to make sure that Stephen Joyner was a part of this. I wanted to apologize that as of today, we have discontinued uh, syndicating uh, Joe Crawford's show. His content has been completely removed from any format of Realm of the Mist Entertainment. And the reason of being is because I'm going to be fair enough to say that this is allegation. Uh, there's no conviction yet. He's still, you know, he's still under indictment. He's still... He, in in this world, you're yeah, innocent until proven I, I guilty. Say that too. You're, you're I in... should say that too, but the thing is, huh? Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. I should say that too, but the thing is, folks, this didn't just happen overnight. I don't think. 
I think that there were there's an investigation on them. I don't know if we have the FBI in this country. I don't know if they have in Canada, whatever. But they just this. You know what I'm saying, man? They have to have solid proof to go arrest you for something like this. No, absolutely. But I don't know. Absolutely. I was going to say that. I was going to say that uh, in in my deposition. You know, uh, some people that do know my personal uh, uh, struggles uh, that have happened to my family in my life. Uh, I know this firsthand from from like uh, people I know within uh, Homeland Security and ICE that deal with the cyber crimes division, particularly in, in pornography. They don't come after you unless they have solid evidence that you did it. So ninety nine point nine percent of the time, if they've arrested you, they already know you're guilty of it. You know. Yeah. Um, so and the, that's the thing, and and something too, Chris and I, and other people, all the show hosts, we don't really dabble into their personal lives. Meaning, you know, it's their personal life. They share, we share a lot of things, you know, our families, and we talk about, you know, that's what friends do. But for the most part, you know, none of the show hosts have, I just feel like I was, I was had or something. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like he pulled a big, you know, I want to know how long this was going on. I don't know, man. I just feel like I feel disgusted for even knowing the guy. No, I'm right, I'm right there with you, and and I'm I'm trying very desperately to try to remain professional here, uh, for the sense of realm of the mist entertainment because I do have personal feelings towards this. Apparent again for people who know me that ha- what has happened to my children in the past, I have zero tolerance for anybody who is a child predator of any type. I have zero tolerance for anybody who's a sexual predator of any type. Uh, and obviously, this classifies as both. Now, with that said, as far as the professional end, I'm going to get the professional end out of the way before I even go into my personal end. The professional end, the reason Realm of the Mist has removed Joe Crawford over, under, over these allegations because these allegations alone uh, go against our personal standards and practices within the company. Personal meaning that our company, we tolerate a lot of things. Like like Steve said, we don't uh, we don't delve into people's personal lives. However, if your personal life bleeds into the shows and the contents and reflects negatively, as something like this would, uh, upon the company and the other content creators that we help promote that have nothing to do with what you've done, I cannot have you within that company. So I do apologize no. to my listeners and my my uh, my my followers and everything else of Realm of the Mist Entertainment that enjoy all of our content. Please continue to do so. But the reason of being that Joe Crawford experience has been removed is because of these allegations, and we will not be associated with those types of allegations in any way, shape, or form. Now that I've done the professional disclaimer on a personal note, I'm absolutely fucking disgusted. I am absolutely grotesque and disgusted that this person was even remotely associated to something that, truth be told, I started doing as a means to forget about what has happened to my own children. Yep, and that's... It's it's, it's funny, because they always say it's the last person you would expect, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. No, no, absolutely. And for people for people that don't know that may not have caught the after hours episode or whatever, my children were uh, molested and uh, the the molestation was put online uh, while during the separation between myself and my ex-wife, the babysitter that she was leaving them with as she was going out dating other people uh, had done so. And uh, 
Homeland Security and ICE Cyber Division is the ones who caught them. Now, luckily, my children, and it's, it's, it's terrible to say luckily, but luckily my children were young enough that they don't seem to have been affected by it psychologically. And this asshole has been given fucking like 68 years in prison federally and state-wise. Um, so I shouldn't have to deal with that issue ever again. However... I never had tolerance for people who were sexual predators or, or child predators to begin with. But after dealing with it firsthand myself, I have less than zero tolerance for it. And to find out that this person who was associated with Realm of the Mist, maybe through syndication, but associated with Realm of the Mist, has even remotely been accused of this absolutely freaking sickens me. You know, and I'm I'm right there with Steve. I I'm fighting very hard not to just put this guy on blast because I do not I do not buy into the propaganda of pedophilia being a uh, a, a form of sexuality like like uh, transgenderism or 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 homosexuality. No, 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 no. They're people that try to push that propaganda. I do not buy into it at all. It is an illness, it is a disease, and it needs to be eradicated from society. Plain and simple. Yeah, and 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 and, and Chad, okay, here's the thing that's bothering me even more, and I'm trying to be calm about this, is that, number one, he's not even in jail. He's bonded out. Which and, is creepy in he's... itself. You said he's in Canada, right? Uh, but he's in Canada. He's yeah. in, and I don't know their laws up there, but he's in Canada. And secondly, he's on he's out on bond. You know, he could be a flight risk. I don't know. The point is, is that he's out, and there's probably children that live in his neighborhood. Now he's not allowed to be around any, be around anybody under the age of eighteen. He's been completely kicked off of social media. So for the listeners who hear this, don't go hunting him down. He's you're not going to find him. And for good reason. But the thing is, when I got this message, his page was still active. And I said, hey, you need to call me now. What the, I, I, I kind of unloaded on him, and, and then it was just gone. It's a Facebook user. So this this was on Thursday. It must have been right after you got out of court. But the point is, is that it's just scary. It's disgusting. And what's scary is, if you would have, for anybody who ever met him, everybody who he interviewed, and I mean, I sent him, like, Carl Gottlieb. I sent him some big people. And you never would have guessed a million years. And what's really scary, forget his radio is his podcast was the guy would dress up like Santa Claus and he would he was involved with you know what I'm saying? He was like a pillar of his community. Right. And Chris, I just can't figure out the mindset. I can't wrap my head to why somebody gets off on shit like that. It freaks me out, man. I, I, I don't get it either. I, I don't even want to try to speculate. Uh, you know, I like... almost could accept it more. I could almost, ex real quick, Chris, hmm? I know it sounds really bad, but I'm just going to say it. If he shot a guy, I could accept that more. That's what I was about to say. I was about to agree on, agree on that. Like, yeah. I could see crimes of passion. I could almost, to the extent, see crimes of rape. I, I don't agree with them. I'm not saying I agree with them anymore. But I understand the mind process, you know, um, of it, whether it's premeditated, not premeditated, or otherwise. But... I do not, yeah. like you, I do not get the mindset, nor am I willing to even allow myself down that dark place to try to figure out that mindset. No, um, you know, it's, evil. It, 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 it's evil in the purest form. 
it, it really it, it is literally you are literally taking away innocent tr the truest form of innocence you know um children no matter what age children are the only souls on this planet who are clean you know uh the, the best yeah. way i can describe it they haven't been corrupted by the world they still see the world as new and exciting and and beautiful and then you go and do something like this for your own pleasure and amusement, whatever that is, you are literally taking pleasure in destroying innocence and beauty. That yeah. I can't think of a more and, evil and, person and, on the planet. No, and it's the damage they cause children, you know, the long-term damage, the long-term damage they cause children. And for him to, I just, it's just, it's just vile, man. I mean, I would, if, if, if I read that he shot a guy, I could almost accept that. I could accept that more. There's a lot. This is the evilest of the evil, man. Well, that that's exactly it. Like is, if he, if he, if you would have told me that he shot somebody or he raped somebody, I still would have removed I, him from Realm of the Mist. But I would have been like, oh, yeah, I, yeah. I would have been like, you know what? He'll get what's coming to him. This I these this is one of those situations that, and I'm not calling for it. Let me disclaimer this right now. I am not calling for it, but I would applaud a lynch mob. That's how much I despise yeah. child molesters. Everybody else, it's day in court. Let justice serve. With this. I'm 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 literally disgusted that like like you I'm disgusted that Canada allowed him to walk out of out of a jail cell. I'm disgusted at that. Uh, well, How, I don't, and that's let me ask you that. Do you think it's because of the COVID thing? It could be because of the COVID thing. It could simply be because he did post a bail. Although I don't understand why they would even give him a bail uh, if he's if he's dirty enough to harm a child. And to be let all right, let me let me disclaimer this. From what I understand, there's no necessarily uh, proof that he ever laid a hand or finger on a child. I have to be clear because of legality. So there's no proof that he's ever laid a finger on an actual child. However, downloading porn and distributing down uh, that pornography around the world is still deviant behavior and disgusting. So I just want to be completely clear when I when I say a child molester, he's as good as just because he hasn't put his hand on a child yet, maybe. Well, then we then we know though too. We don't know. Right. That's why I say maybe. And I I'm, mean, every winter, he, he okay. He he would do. Uh, I okay. He would dress up like Santa Claus. He was involved in the, his church. And honestly, I I didn't think the dude ever would do anything bad. Okay, I didn't. Right. The guy didn't even smoke, you know. Like I just thought he was kind of a dorky dude. I'm being serious here. Mm -hmm. And 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 he was always nice and kind. I never had a crossword with him. And that, oh shit, man! I don't, this is hard to talk about, but we gotta do it. The fact that children were crawling on his lap in December, you know what I'm saying, dude? This right. is just vile shit. And the and the fact, so I, I, I'm not gonna say. I don't know what he did. It's all going to come out. It could get more ugly. True. And, and, and for that for that matter, Canada, I, I, I don't want to down the country, but damn, he should be in jail. Denied bail. That was my opinion, okay? He should not have bail. 
No, you're you're absolutely right. I think that's a failure on Canada's part that you would allow somebody who look, all right. Again, I don't know how like like Steve said, I don't know how Canada's law system works. Uh, I can only go I can only go off of speculation and basis of, of my own personal experience with uh, with with uh, the case that that unfortunately uh, I had to suffer through uh, with my children. Uh, but I do know that when when Canada or yeah when uh, when when Homeland Security and ICE went after Stephen Mazer, the one who who molested my children, they laid a sting on him for months. They watched his movements for months. And when they finally went in and after him, they had all the evidence in hand. They had their case before they even arrested him. Now, as far as I understand it, that's, that's, how, that's how they do it to all of them. So if Canada works even remotely in the same way, there's no way, even if this guy has never once physically laid his own personal hands or other parts on a child, that behavior and months of it is enough to say you are a danger to society. We can't in good conscience release you on on your own. There's just no No. way. But yet he's out, man. So to me, that's a failure on Canada's judicial system. That being said, hopefully they still have a strong enough case that when this goes to trial, this man will be convicted and sentenced severely because people like that do not need to be in a society of people who have children who follow laws and the rules who have morals and 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 proper okay well, let's let's talk we're both you and, uh okay let's talk real let's talk let's not sure about anything Let's talk about the probability of what if, just for just for for for, for whatever. Okay. Now I'm sure Canada, I'm sure Canadian people are going to hear this and probably be like, "Oh, these Americans, they don't, you know." I mean, because you know there are a lot of people in this country that that should that, that should have been put away. You, you agree? Oh, of course. Oh, of course. I'm not saying I'm not I'm not um, I'm not trying to dick Canada or dis Canada's judicial system. I mean, we have we we've, we've our judicial system has failed on numerous occasions as well. Yeah. Yeah, but what happens, Chris, if he doesn't go? He he doesn't get put away. He gets probation. What happens if he gives him some song and dance that he was a metal? Let's talk about what happens if maybe he gets three months. I mean, uh, well, again, I'm with my ignorance of, of Canada. It, it comes into play with this a lot, so. Take my Canadian listeners and all that. Take this with a grain of salt, okay? Uh, but I got to imagine that yeah. Canada prisons are not too dissimilar to American prisons when it comes to child molesters. And if word gets out in prison, uh-huh. three months is maybe all he needs to have the situation handled. However, if he steps out back into public, makes it through it, or he gets acquitted, or then we're going into a dangerous gray territory. If he was acquitted because the evidence just wasn't there or he was proven innocent, then by all means, I even retract my own statement. I was wrong or misled. That being said, if there's a, if there's a technicality or something that he got off on and you know, he's guilty, but because somebody didn't cross an I or dot a T 
you know, or, or whatever the case may be. And I know I mix twisted that around. Um, and he gets off on a technicality, then I hope Canada would do the exact same thing that I would think Americans would do in that situation, and that's take the law into their own mm-hmm. hands. And again, I'm not advocating violence, but people well, like we're, that we're not are, advocating it. You know, we're not advocating. No, I'm not that. advocating. We're talking about these are our words. I'm not advocating violence. However, I think that if the law system fails them, then the people need to take the law into their own hands. I don't mean violence. I do mean keeping this person out of their neighborhoods, out of their school districts, out of the, just shun this man from society. You know, make it where he yep. goes live goes and lives in the Yukon where nobody is. And that's all he's allowed to be because you will not have him back in your society. And that's the God's honest truth. If the, if the, if the law system fails, then the, then the Canadian people have to step up and make sure this person does not harm another child in any way, shape, or form. And again, I'm not advocating that as a vi- call to violence. I'm not advocating that as go out and lynch mob his ass. I'm saying shun him, duh, go to your town halls and your meetings to make sure he is not permitted to buy property or rent property in your neighborhoods, in your school districts. Paper neighborhoods with his face so that way cops and, 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 and families and all that know what he looks like and they see him in the neighborhood, they turn around and get the cops to get him out of well, the welcome area. Yeah, I hope I hope so. I mean, the article, the article, Chris is going to put link to this, but uh, this is real. And it's it, it feels like it's scary because we, you know, I, I Chris met him over the phone, I, you know, when he was, Chris was syndicate. We're trying to help this guy. We had no idea. It's amazing that uh, his bail was so low, too. Let's talk about that. 2,500 Canadian. Yeah, it says, okay, I'm, re- I'm looking at the article. I'm looking at the article right now. It says Crawford was released from custody, a $2,500 bill, comma no, no deposit, and must abide must abide by several conditions, including not be in the presence of anyone under 16, and not have access to the internet. And he, he, he's he's an, he, now he, this ain't going to happen tomorrow, folks. He's has to he's scheduled to answer, Crawford is scheduled to answer. The charges in Weldon Court, July 29th. Yeah, it's a couple as months. A, okay, right here. As a result, as as a result of an investigation that started in September, he is charged with four counts of child pornography and three counts of of accused of accessing child pornography and making available child pornography. He was arrested Wednesday, and and it's just it's like reading about someone I didn't know, you know. Unfortunately, it is the dark side of, uh, of of entertainment, including podcasting, is, uh, you know, again, with the syndications, uh, like with Realm of the Mist, and I know uh, Steve deals with this even more than we do with, uh, when it comes to, like, podcasters, for example, none of us really know each other or know all that much about each other. And, it, and I'm not doing this to dog anybody that, that we associate with. No, no. But the but the fact of the matter is is that we we most of the people that we associate with we don't know them from Adam, but we think we start building a relationship a rapport a bond with these people to find out that these people have this kind of dark side is absolutely shockingly breathtakingly bad, um, because you've entrusted them 
with a voice. You've entrusted them to help further their, their ambitions. You've entrusted them to bring them, like like Steve does, celebrities and all that, that, that not only boost their shows, but you're introducing these, these celebrities who are not only just clients, but friends of yours, to people of this caliber, not knowing that these people are this way. It's such a weird, weird world to live in that way. Well, a lot of okay. So, so good point. So, when I okay, when I send Chris Larry Hankins' number and he interviews Larry Hankins, not many people, celebrities are even worse because they they don't have that information flying out there. And they're more subjected to stalkers and weird things. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris has interviewed a couple of women who I won't say who have been in, in movies for years who actually have restraining orders against stalkers. Mm-hmm. Um, the point is, is uh, uh, when I introduce so-and-so to Chris or any other show, I say, you know, he's going to interview you. There's an exchange of emails, phone numbers. They always become Facebook friends, which is great, you know, and you develop a friendship, mm-hmm. and that's wonderful. And we don't go, but when there's a comfortability line where when I, well, when Chris and I first met, I don't know, Chris, how much you knew about me, and I don't know how I don't. Uh, a lot of people who I know, I don't really share about my life, <laughs> you know, like, because I just say, you know, and then we start, we start talking, you know, we'll talk about, okay, Chris, I want to put this person under program, and you know, we'll. It, it's it's a, it's it's. I don't know how to explain it. It's a lot of business, and and then you become friends, mm-hmm. and I wanted to. Uh, give an apology to a, a young woman who I've never met before, who I was rude to tonight, a friend of Chris's named Serenity, I believe it was. Yeah. And I I basically was rude to her because I was consumed by this and a uh, health issue that's going on with someone I love. So I apologize to her. But after, but Chris, hear me out. Mm-hmm. After learning this about Joe, do you understand why I'm leery of people now, strangers? No, I absolutely get it. I absolutely get it. And and and, and it was, she's not wanting. I'm just saying, you don't say it, dude. No, I get it. And and like like I said to you off air, uh, it's kind of my fault too that I didn't uh, let you know how deep the association ran. Uh, so that way, it didn't come off as just some Joe Smo I talked to earlier today. Yeah, <laughs> I, I didn't know. I, I yeah, literally yeah. well, no, I didn't know. Chris, Chris, Chris has a as a friend of his. It's, He's known for two decades. That holds a lot of water. And when Chris tells me, hey, this guy or this girl is good, I, I always say, okay, yeah, you know, he puts them over. He per- Okay, yeah, they're good. But we have a uh, a conference hall thing we usually do on Sunday evenings, and he added this person, and, and, and I thought, wait, what is this all about? But it wasn't, it could have been anybody on earth. It's not directed to her exactly. It's just I was so thinking about how a snake came into our lives do you know what I'm saying? And, and I, I feel guilty that I introduced this clown to people because I didn't know. I didn't know. I mean, I, I just, I just, it's like every time I spoke to Crawford, Chris, he didn't even say, he didn't even swear, man. I know. I mean, do you know what I'm saying? It, it, it's, it's like, this thing, is the last person on earth. And I know they always say that. One thing I know, uh, again, from, from the personal experience that I had, and, and, and I, I, do, I do thank you for, for, for that uh, before, I, before I move on. I do thank you for that. But, I mean, um, you know, from my personal experience, what I know of, of Stephen Mazur, 
and I don't know if this helps point it out or not, at least in this particular case, it, it, it kind of helped point towards it, is he had a very childlike mentality. Uh, the guy was 25 years old and we go do Pokemon tournaments, Pokemon car tournaments, you know, with children, Okay. with children. He was more comfortable around children than other adults, you know, not just in the Pokemon. I know there's adult people who play Pokemon. They go to the tournaments and stuff like that at like car shops. I don't mean that. I mean, he would literally enroll in the tournaments that were for kids. He would not go and Did he have hang any with adult other adults. At all? Uh, outside no of my adult ex, friends. outside of my ex wife, not really. No, not to my knowledge. Yeah, that's weird in itself. Yeah, exactly. So, the the, the fact of the matter is, these are. I'm not saying that people that do do that because I also I know people who are more comfortable with children and have more of a childlike mentality than 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 adults, and they would never once think of harming a child. So that. I call it a red flag, but not necessarily an identification marker. Okay. Um, yeah, but but I have noticed the trend too. But go ahead. You please. know, so uh, so I don't want to say I don't want to say that it's you know set in stone that if somebody somebody like because I you know for example I play Yu Gi Oh I I don't I like Yu Gi Oh cards I, I think it's a decent game I won't go to a children's tournament to play it I'll play it with my buddies who are my age. You know what I mean? But, you know, so there's things that, like, you, you can call them red flags, but they're not necessarily, uh, you know, set in stone that this means that person's a, a pedophile. But I think if you if you see these types of strange behaviors in that person along with their, their social life, it may be cause to just at least be on your guard and on the lookout, I would say. With that said, when it comes to like what Steve said about like he feels responsible that he brought this into the fold, this person into the fold, dude, there's no way you can know. There's no way any of us can know because again, it's not like it's not like myself or or Michael Moore submitted some sort of life resume to you before we joined SJ Network. You know what I mean? And, but I, I I tried to think I was a good judge of character, man. I did oh, of in the past, but and it's funny because I see a trend. And I'm not a profiler or any of that shit, but I, I see a trend, man, that Joe, remember, remember Jared, the subway guy? Oh, of course. Yeah. He's a perfect example. Okay. He, he's a perfect example. Chubby, chubby, about. chubby dude, kind of, you know, kind of around the public a lot. Joe was around the public besides his show. He he used to be he was a crooner. He would sing for uh, old women and stuff. And I mean, he was very he was a pillar of his community. But he kind of I don't know if it's I, I mean, there's the, the monsters come in all shapes and forms. But the thing, but that, right now I'm, I'm actually like comparing him to the Jared dude. Man, do you see the similarity there or no? Oh, absolutely. Uh, I think one of the biggest things is social awkward. But uh, like you said, and and that kind of red flagged from the Stephen Mazer thing that I was talking about, um, in a sense too, because uh, besides socially awkward, you said he used to sing to the uh, to the elderly. He'd go, like to go to old age homes and and do that. Yeah. Stephen Mazer yeah. would teach karate to fucking kids. He was part of a dojo and was an instructor. That's. And, and see, there you go. You know and, what I mean. When you and I and Chris are, couple, Chris and I are a couple couple of years apart in age. When we were kids, not by much. These were tr trusted adults. Mm -hmm. 
I mean, I, I went, I had a karate teacher and, and, and we had, and so, and the fact, and then what really gets me to is, is that he was, Joe was so active in his, in his church. I mean, that there's, there's many layers of that makes me bothered by this, but the thing is, is that every time this happens, now the world's a little bit more unsafer and parents like you, Chris, with little ones are, are more, you know, uh, more worried about everything. You know, and when we were coming up, I mean, these people looked at when you and I were little kids. These people existed. They existed, yeah, they, but they, they were more underground. They were yeah, a lot more underground. Now it's like. I think I think the biggest problem like, is dude, today's today's political society, and I, I I'm not going to get into politics in this, but in this particular no, instance, no, no. but in this particular instance, in in today's political society of tolerance and the major push by the the pedophile community to have pedophilia recognized as a uh, sexual uh, preference as opposed to a uh, mental. mental and psychological disorder. I think has, in a sense, in its own right, kind of normalized it that, to where we are seeing more and more of this. And, and, and I'm not just putting the blame on politics. Social medias and, and, and easy access to the Internet has unfortunately made it very simple for people to find pornography to begin with. You know what I mean? Like, you can go to Pornhub for yeah, free Yeah, now. good point. You can go to Pornhub for free now just to, you know, get your rocks off. Well, it's just as simple for these pedo- uh, pedophiliacs as well. Unfortunately, it's again when the dark Chris side I, of technology. When you and I were young, Chris, we had Skinamax, and uh, you had to go to you know they had the they had the video stores, and you know they had the section of the video store, the back room. Now <laughs> people have yeah, people you remember those days, man? People now have phones; they can pull up whatever whatever they want, whenever they want, of pornography. And that's scary. You can you can and, you can fact, you can search engine Google and just turn off the safety mode, and you get all the pornography you want. It, it, it's that simple access. There's no checking of age. There's no checking of content. You know, it is no. it is that simple. And unfortunately, that ease of access has brought these people out of the shadow. And when we were younger. You go to get a dirt. You go to go to a beer store. You had the curtain. You had to be eighteen to go in there. You know, it's like buying liquor. Mm-hmm. Now, with te- with technology, she's man, it's unbelievable. And I'm not downing people who watch pornography at all. No, not at all. But there's a difference you know, between healthy said, healthy sexual appetite and sexual deviancy. Yeah. This is deviancy. This is disgusting, and and we're not going to get political. But with those damn, but the groups that say this is good, I don't care if I offend them because I hate their guts anyway. But the the group the groups that say, oh, this is a a preference. No, fuck off. It's not a preference. Well, that's exact. That's exactly it. Like when it's I when disgusting. I when I mean when I mean by politics is that they've tried to lump themselves in with like the LGBTQ communities and all that, and uh, with the no. LG with the LGBTQ and they're not, making a they're major. Not that. No, they're not that. That's what I'm saying. With the LGBTQ 
uh, trying to push for more rights and more equality and stuff. You know what? Power to you guys. Power to your group. One hundred twenty thousand percent. Everybody has a right to be miserable. You know, we call it marriage. Um, you know, and all that. So absolutely, <laughs> I, I, I am all for that movement. However, with the pedophilias and the mamblas and and all that, trying to say, well, we should be part of that organization because our sexuality, our sexual preference is just as legitimate as theirs. No, wrong not in any way, shape, or form. No. You know, and that has it's nothing to not. do... And, it, uh, it doesn't have any any uh, sentience of the fact that I'm Christian or that Steve's Jewish, uh, so we have, like, religious moral values. It has nothing to do with that. It has to do with simple societal... I know that atheists don't go for this sort of thing. It's just a human thing, and you're right. It's just... And, I have some friends that are transgender, and I and 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 they're, you know, that's that's a choice right there for mm-hmm. them. It is, Chris. You know, yeah. they want to be women, fine. You know, and but they're not. You said it best in the beginning of this. Children are the most untarnished things on earth, and they they don't know racism. They don't know. They don't. They don't lie. Really, they're they're kids, man. They're 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 just they're. They, you know, mm-hmm. they, they don't know any different. The world and is still new, fr- exciting, and fresh. These, yeah, yeah. And then and when when someone comes in there and does this, what what people may forget is that when you abuse somebody when they're a kid, that kid's it's like almost killing part of their soul, man. And mm-hmm. and it goes on and it goes on forever. And and I was I I don't. I, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Straight I don't know who's going to hear this. But hopefully, everybody. But I mean, you know, um, and I don't mean that just for numbers. I mean because it's a message that needs to be said. Um, but the, the the fact of the matter is, is like from my own standpoint, I can tell you now. Like, I hope my children never remember it. I hope it's the water that I have to carry. Okay, that of what happened to them. However, for the rest of my life, I have to worry about how this unfortunate experience is going to affect their lives whether they're going to have relapses in memory now they my children were one and two when when the when the shit happened to them okay so so far they've shown like no remembrance of it whatsoever they've been normal kids since and I'm thankful every day for that. But I still have to worry about this. And, and I imagine, like, it's the same worry that you got to have for older children that have gone through this, you know, uh, that you got to worry about how this is going to bleed into their, their relationships as they're adults, whether they're going to have relapses that screw up their, their social abilities uh, out on their own, like trust issues and, and, and panic attacks and, and, like I said, with relationships, can they have normal relationships with a guy or a girl because of some guy or girl that, you know, hurt them as a child? Like, these are things mm-hmm. that the, the, the thing that these pedophiliacs do not get or at least do not care. I don't know if they don't get they, they at least don't care is how much damage and repercussions will follow that poor child the rest of their lives. Well, I'll share something with you, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, I was sexually abused by a woman when I was eight. I'm sorry. When, my, when my parents split up, I'll tell you a story. No one really knows, but whatever. So when I was eight years old, my parents split up. My dad my dad was a very abusive guy physically and mentally. And uh, 
he went up he went up to San Luis Obispo, which is up in Central California, and he was working at a place called Diablo Canyon. He was in charge of a division up there, and he started dating a woman. And my mom thought it was important that I go spend time with him, so I went up to Central California from Southern California, and I would stay with my dad. There was a, it was the summer of '85. This happened. And Jesus Christ! I spent a summer. I spent. Well, I'll tell you what happened. That's great. This is how people heal on this earth. I uh, I spent a summer with him, and I was a little boy. And little boys, I I didn't take baths. I didn't want to take a bath. You know, I was I was playing in the mud. You know, I was, I was a boy. You know, right. And he he assigned this woman the task of making sure I took a bath, and and she abused me. Now. I felt dirty. I felt, I can't even begin to tell you how I felt. And she told me it was normal, normal stuff. So I go back to Southern California in late September. I start school. I I get into a fight with a kid in October. And I got taken to the principal's office. They called my mom. And there, there was a school counselor that was saying, you know, trying to do the counseling job and saying, well, I know you're mad because your father has kind of moved on and it's, but you know, the whole, you know, yeah, trying to figure out why we got in a fight. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and he still, the, the counselor said to me, you know, you, you don't have to like the woman your father is with, but you have to respect her. And I said, well, as long, and I remember clear as day, Chris, I said, well, as long as she doesn't give me another bath. He said, well, what'd you say? Next thing I know, dude, there's there's 20 cops there. There's, I can't even begin to tell you what all would happen. My mom was very shaken and terrified. And they, you know, well, you know that horrible feeling. Oh, yeah. And then the, the, the police called my dad. And my father told the cops, it's a big lie. It's his mother just trying to get more child support out of me. So my father took his girlfriend's side against me. And it went to court. And my dad had enough money to hire attorneys and all that noise. And they told her that they wanted her to take a lie detector test. She wouldn't do it. So the only legal repercussion for this woman was she could never work around children or elderly people. And she had to go to counseling for a few months. And that was it. How old were you at the now, time? I was eight. Jesus Christ. Eight or nine when I turned nine. Okay, well, I'll tell you something no one knows about me. And it messed me up. And I had to, I had to go to a counseling class. It was predominantly little girls and shit because guy, you know, it was it was harder. It's harder for it was harder than when a boy got abused because we just we just didn't talk about shit. You know, we were boys. We didn't talk about that stuff. Right. And. Um, my mom, God rest her soul, was the one that basically told me, you know, there's a difference between love and sex and making love and having sex. My mom really, gave, you know, she got me through that whole thing. Right. But it still messed me up. And it hurt that my own father, my own father sided with someone that hurt his child. And, and I, dude, I didn't keep, I, I kept my virginity till I was like 18 years old, man. I was terrified of a lot of things. You talked about anxiety. Dude, I had it all. And then my father catches lung cancer when I was 21. No, I was 22, excuse me. 
And my mother wanted me to take care of him. And I did. I went over to El Centro, where he lives, California, Southern Bureau Valley. And I took care of my dad. And lo and behold, when he got lung cancer, the woman that he was with left him, the woman that abused me. He ended up marrying the woman that abused me. And she she left him when he got lung cancer. And I was driving my dad to get chemotherapy. It was over in San Diego. So El Centro's down in Pearl Valley. You go over the grade, the mountain, here in San Diego and stuff. So I'm driving there one day, and my dad's talking about Marsha. That was her name. And he looked at me. He said, did she really do that to you? I said, yeah. I said, you know, this was years ago. Yeah, she did it to me. He says, well, I always wondered, but I didn't want to believe it. And, you know, that really hurt. My own father didn't take my side from the get-go because kids don't make that sort of thing up. You, you know what, though? Um, not, to, not to defend your father, but that, you know, and, and not to interrupt you. But, you know, that is something that that uh, that a lot of pedophiles use to their example. And, and when you finish your story, I will g- explain what I mean in more detail u- using uh, how I found out about what happened to my children uh, as an example. But it, broken homes, divorces are a perfect spot for pedophiles to fit themselves in because of the fact that they know well, they can hide. They, they, they know they can hide what they're doing by having the 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 husband and the, the former husband and wife at odds with each other anyway unfortunately it is a perfect she was a master manipulator yeah so they use that situation to manipulate their way into what they want to do so you know i'm not and i felt like an awkward guy all through high school chris because when i was in high school i'm sure it's the same way there in philadelphia for you mm-hmm when I was in high school, there was always the, the, the Jim Walker talk about guys who slept with this girl and that girl and all that rubbish. Mm-hmm. And I just felt like an oddball because I still was a virgin at, at, at 17 years old. Now, it's because there's a lot of hang-ups I still had. And so there you go. I went all through my teens and, and, that, and then And then when my father finally, when he was sick with cancer, understood that he... he uh, what she did and then I did get my revenge believe it or not so one night I had got uh, no one knows the story man you're you're, you're you're my brother knew it but he's dead my mom did she's gone so you're hearing something that no one's known she came over one night and she was on the front porch she says I want to talk to your father and my dad went out there and he's on his oxygen and she's laying into him and just being an evil bitch man she was just evil and she wanted me out of their, quote, house. It was my dad's, but, you know, she tried doing that. Hey, Chris, I lost it. I went out there, and I said, you know, I'm not a kid anymore, and I'm going to take you out. I'm going to finish you right now. She said, are you threatening my life? I said, yes, I'm, I'm going to kill you. I literally said it, dude. I, I just lost my mind. And I said it in a very cold way, and she ran off. I chased her away from my dad, and she took off, and the police came. And lo and behold, the cop said, what happened? I said, she came over here to harass my dad. And, and the cop looks at me and he's all, did you make a threat? And I said, yeah, I did. And I swear to God, the cop said, well, you know what? I wasn't there, so I'm going to let it go. And that woman knew, A, I finally, I finally stood up to her. And B, and it's funny because I ended up protecting the man who didn't believe me. And that's funny. But he was my dad at the end of the day. Well, so of course. And that's how life works out. out sometimes. Well, to 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 further into what I what I was saying, you know, when I when I interrupted you, uh, 
because of the fact because of the fact that it, it brought up a very valid point. And again, I'm going to preface it with a with an example from how I discovered what happened to my children at the time. Uh, but they do use uh, the the broken home, uh, you know, separations and divorces to get into those situations with children because they can use the the usually the animosity of of really disgusting divorces to to hide what they're doing because like your dad did oh uh, no no my girlfriend didn't do that or or in the case of my ex-wife oh steve steve's a friend of mine he wouldn't do that you know type type situations um when i found out about my kids i got i was working as a maintenance mechanic for an apartment complex back in october 2012 Okay, and I had just gotten this job, okay? Um, I was still in the thrones of divorce. We were separated, but we weren't even divorced yet, okay, with my ex-wife. And I was working one day, and my cell phone rings. And when I answered the phone, I was not going to because it, it was an unknown number, so I thought it might have been a, like a telemarketer or something. But uh, because yeah. I was in between doing what I was doing, I grabbed my phone and answered it. And they asked if I was, you know, Christopher Stolle. And I said, uh, uh, who's this? And it's like, well, I need to verify you're Christopher Stolle. I said, well, I need to verify who the hell you are before I give you any personal information. You know, I was, I was kind of a dick about it. And finally, they turned around and told me that uh, they were an agent for uh, Homeland Security. Now, bells go off in my head right off the bat because I'm like, wait a minute. I'm ex-Navy, I'm an American patriot, I pay my taxes, I vote, I don't get in trouble with the law, you know, so, <laughs> what the hell does Homeland Security want to talk to me for, you know, so I, I'm buying this with a with a grain of salt, and I'm like, what do you, what do you want, and it's like, well, we, we need to speak with you, I said, you have me on the phone, you know, and it's like, no, we need to speak to you in person, uh, can we come to your house, no. No, you can't come to my house. Well, can, uh, I'm at work right now anyway. Well, can we come to your job? No, I don't want you knowing where I work. Uh, can you come to the offices? I'm at work. I can't come to your offices right now. I don't even know where your offices are. You know. So finally, we agreed on a uh, a Burger King in uh, uh, in the area that wasn't too far away from my job. They didn't know that, but I just said I'll take lunch at Burger King. I'll meet you there. You know, and. Uh, <clears throat> They showed up and I, you know, they showed up and I wanted to see their badges and their credentials and it was legit. It was Homeland Security. So I sat down and, and little known to them, a couple booths down was my coworker and friend. He was listening in because I didn't trust the situation. And that's when they proceeded okay. to tell me about Stephen Mazur and my children and started showing me not full graphic pictures, but pictures they pulled off his computer and crop uh, cropped so that way they could identify the children themselves. To verify that it was my children. Oh, man. And it absolutely oh, man. crushed me. Now, during that process and everything else, I had to go back to work that day, the rest of the day, with this knowledge in my head. And after a while, I started had a rapport with uh, with with the agent in charge of, of the investigation and everything. And I got instantly involved with the court proceeding. Anything you need, I, I'm there. What do I do to help my children? You know, um, and through rapport, I discovered that they knew about this months in advance. All right. Almost to the point of the week that uh, my ex-wife and I separated is when this shit started and he pinged on their radar. 
almost a mm-hmm. week to the day. And I said, how come it took you guys so long to contact me? Here, it was because my ex-wife knew, because they came to her right away. And my ex-wife told them that I was an absentee father who did not give a fuck about his children. It wasn't worth trying to contact me. It was the agent who went the extra mile to track me down. Because my ex-wife told him I was a deadbeat. Didn't want me even involved. She lied to a federal government agent to keep me no, out of the loop. Sort of I'm I'm trying. I'm trying with the with the civil court system about that. Uh, I, I, the uh, the agent is still in contact with me and is trying to get me the transcripts as soon as they're released, showing not only of what she did to block me of the children, but also showing how involved I was with the case as soon as I, they contacted me and knew what was going on to the point that I've even testified at the sentencing. I was at every trial. I was at every, you know, uh, every hearing to the day of sentencing. I still have the, the uh, speech I wrote, the letter, because I, I, I knew I would lose it if I didn't read it. You know what I mean? Um, I still have that letter. I, I, I won't throw it away. Um, and, and all. And uh, the, the, point, the point that I'm saying in this is that my ex-wife, number one, wanted to not believe her friend would do something like that to her children, even though it was blatantly in their face. And number two, he used her hatred of me and my hatred of her to get to my children. He used okay. it. He used it. He, he stepped in knowing that I was pissed off at my ex-wife uh, and still very heated from my ex-wife cheating on me that I would not be rational around her so I would be out of the picture. In turn, he turned around and played the concerned friend and stoked her mm-hmm. dislike of me having an issue with her cheating on me to make sure that she was constantly at odds with me to the fact that when she went out, I wouldn't be the one to watch the kids. He would. That's Let me ask you something. What happens someday down the road when... when what, if, what happens if your kids ever find out about this? I, it, you know, you know it's, it, it's something. If, if your ex-wife says, "Oh, by the way," when you know it may, it may, you know, what I'm saying it may be totally head one day. I, I, you know what? It, it's something I worry about dramatically. It's kind of like a lot, it, but it's also kind of along the lines of like right now. My children are 11 and 10, and to 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 kind of give an example of what I'm about to say here, my children don't know that mommy and daddy are separated because mommy cheated on me. They know that mommy and daddy just don't love each other anymore. That's by my choice. And it's because of the fact that I don't want my children to hate mommy. I hate mommy, but they don't need to. You know what I mean? I try to, I try to play the, the peacekeeper within the relationship. When it comes to the, the Stephen Mazer and what he did thing and how she handled the situation, I've kept the proof and the evidence that I can. And, of course getting more with the uh, with the special agent that I have been working with and associated with. Um, all there for if that inevitable day comes. 
but I fear that inevitable day. I really do. I fear the day they remember. I fear the day that it affects their personal lives. I fear the day that they approach me and said, well, why didn't you tell me? You know, or yeah. the, the or the statement that so, gives me nightmares every night is, "Why didn't you protect me?" Well, yeah, I mean, this is all real, and there's no there's no chance she'll ever see the light of day, right? Apparently not. Now, the other day that I spoke on this and after hours, which normally is a comedy show, but uh. I went to a very dark place. I had received information from uh, the Department of Justice that he has been attempting appeals and that there was a change in his status. And that freaked me out to no end. But luckily, when the status uh, disposition was finally posted, it was denial. He's still serving his time with no parole. So, yeah. You know, uh, he should be, he was 25 when, or 29 when he went in, uh, and serving 65 years. He's probably not walking out of there, but I still fear the day that he might. I fear the day that some, some, uh, forgive me for this, but some liberal hearted judge who turns around and does agree that pedophilia is a sexual preference turns around and accepts one of his appeals. You know, or or considers the sentence to be too harsh. I fear that day. I fear it every day. You know, and this my aspect is coming from a parent. So I empathize when when you told me your story. I empathize. I, I empathize with you. You know, a lot with what you went through. But I empathize more with your mother, because in in this type of scenario, I was your mother or am your mother in that same aspect what she had to go through with what learning about what happened to you i'm going through with what happened yeah, to my it's kids. horrifying it is and there's no worse feeling on this Man. planet believe me when i tell you there is no worse feeling on this planet as a parent than feeling like you failed the one primary job that you have as a parent and that is to protect your children and that is exactly True. how i feel What if, but uh, you didn't fail, you know. I mean, you didn't know. No one knew. I didn't know. We. I didn't know that Joe was the way he was. No one knew. Which is why I empathize so with the, the, most, here, here. the parents that of the victims of of Joe. Even if it's just pictures, I empathize with those parents. I really do. I know and the pain they're going here, through right now. And here's the sad part. I mean, that's the good part. Excuse me. Want to end this on a good note? Is that is that at least Joe got caught, and at least that Stephen, whatever's Mazer guy, got caught too. Mm-hmm. So at least they get caught with with with, with your children's attacker. He's in prison. Joe's Joe's not, and I I am adamant about. I'm going to keep an eye on this because I hope he goes to prison. And if he doesn't, then I'm going to be very, you know, bothered. 
I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go a step after after this conversation. I, I'm gonna go a step farther uh, with with especially with breaking the fourth wall. Obviously, breaking the fourth wall is an interview show, and I, I'm not using this as a, as a yeah. as a promotional point to say, hey, let's uh, let's let's do shows, uh, let's do shows and do shows and do shows and and promote promote promote. Yeah. Uh, but I feel that this is a story that needs to come out and i think it not just not just the, the joe crawford situation not just like what you went through and not just what i went through i know there's a bunch of people out there that have been through it as well you know in some way shape or form of of uh of of like sexual assault or maybe they were children who were abused or you know whatever else and and i'm putting the call out there right now if you guys want to talk about it i'll be a chair i'll be a therapy session I think it's time that these stories come out so that people could see the damages that this type of thing does. Yeah. I I am openly inviting contact me. The uh the website is right there below the picture right now. Uh for Realm of the Mist Entertainment and it does link to Realm of the Mist's uh, uh email account. Email me if you got a story you want to talk about. I will talk to you about it. I want to hear about it. And I want the rest of the world to hear it too. Because I think I think it's time, you know, that it's not sensationalized like Maury or or Ricky Lake or or you know Oprah that's no, just no, looking for no, ratings. Nothing, we're not exactly. We're not. We're not. Those are that, that's a whole different world right there. That is a whole different world. I'm not looking for ratings or, or sensationalism. I'm looking to have honest conversations because I think people need to know. I think I think in this world now more than ever. We need to know, and we need to put the warning signs out there for other parents and other people in this world. And I think the best way to do it is to know these experiences. So, in a sense, I want to almost use breaking yeah. the fourth wall. Besides our celebrity interviews and and interviews that we normally do, I want to use it as a catalyst to help this discussion along. You know, you don't heal to you face it you know exactly so the invitation is out there people if you if you got something you want to say if you want to share your story or you just feel that maybe you need to get it off your chest contact me contact me directly yeah. i will absolutely have you on and i will talk to you about it i want to hear the story i want to help you get it off your chest and hopefully you want to help me get other parents and 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 people at risk to know the warning size they hear the dangers but i also want parents that are going through it like myself and and victims who have gone through it like steve to hear that there is life afterwards that best way to describe it there is life True. afterwards You know, so that you know that, and, and 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 this isn't this isn't the last time it's going to happen. It, no, it's not. Unfortunately, you know, it's it's, it's I wish that Joe was the end of, of them of them all, but he's not, and it, it will happen again. And but it, it's it's how do you deal with it when it does happen to people, man? That's the thing. It's like I don't know. I just feel bad, you know. I do. I, I feel sickened and horrible 
but I, I also feel extremely terrible for the victims. I, I empathize more than I should because of the fact that I'm right there in the same situation as them. And maybe that's why I'm more empathetic than maybe somebody who has never experienced it. But the fact of the matter is, is all good, decent human beings know the one thing in the world you do not do is harm a child more than anything else in this world. And I think, no. I think everybody can understand that, that sentiment that we, that we express on that aspect. They don't harm children. They're the most innocent things on earth, and you're a fucking madman if you do, and you're, you're disgusting, and, and it's horrible. And, uh, you know, I just, I, I feel bad about this. I feel like, why? You know, why, why, would why? I, I just, I keep asking why. Well, the fact of the matter is, is you can never fix the problem until you address it. And pedophilia will never be repaired never stop it'll never stop until we stop making excuses for it and start creating treatments for it real treatments stop yeah. making excuses that it's that it's uh, uh, a sexual preference stop making excuses that it came because they came from well, abusive or whatever I don't care the reason find the cure I don't care if the cures and there has to be accountability for things, Chris. No, oh, absolutely, absolutely. But uh, but what and I'm that's what is... that's one thing I love about. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. You were saying that's one. Th you know, Jack O'Halloran's a dear friend of mine, and he comes from a tougher generation than you and I. And um, but he always says, you know, the, the word respect is missing out of this generation. But also, he also says that, that accountability is missing out of this generation. Mm -hmm. And he comes from a time that, you know, a guy like Joe and Stephen wouldn't even be, make it to court, you know. So here's the thing is that uh, there's no accountability. Whenever anybody in this country, good example is, and I don't, you know, I'm just speaking what's on my mind right now. Right. When we had when we had school shooters and stuff, and people going and shooting WalMarts and all that sort of rubbish, mm -hmm. always, I, I hated how they always make the shooter look like some kind of tragic victim of society. Oh yeah, the they victim. never talk about the victims, man. Right. They they always they always made the the the, uh, the, the gun person uh, a victim of society, and uh, they always blame the gun. Never the person they blame, yeah, the gun. So the gun is a tool. The person is the one that pulled the trigger. The gun's a tool. Yeah. You know, and... I don't think the guns kill people. I think that idiots kill people. I think, I think you're hitting the nail right on the head. The, prob the, problem, the major problem with things like pedophilia is that we're too busy trying to make excuses on why they do it instead of taking responsibility, saying they did it. How do we fix it? How do we stop yes, it? And dealing with it, too. And dealing with it. How do we fix How it? Do we How do we stop it? it? Yeah. You know, and that's the indifference. Stop making that's excuses for it. I don't care. I don't care what psychological reason is behind it. I don't care that his daddy didn't hug him enough or his mommy didn't powder yeah. his ass uh, enough in, in diapers. I don't care the reason. But that's the society we stop. live in right yeah. there. That's the society we live in, pal, is that they, you know, I know people in my past who had abusive parents. They didn't grow up to be abusers. Right. I know people from my past who had loving parents who grew up to be horrible people. I know people that were born in the hood who became I know people that were born in Malibu and Beverly Hills that became
became criminals. You can't blame something from your childhood that make you know what I'm saying? No, absolutely. You can't say, well, it's accountability. We all have free will when we all have choice. There's no way that Joe Crawford could ever tell me or anybody on this, well, I was weak and I was told, you know, like he'll, and, 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 and you got to remember, he's going to have a defense attorney who's going to try to deal him out, most likely, but it's going to try to make him look like this wasn't him. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's their job. Mm-hmm. And, and if he had any guts, he'd say, yes, I did this. But they won't. They never do. I mean, and, and it goes with a lot of people, you know, with Cosby raping people and Epstein and, and then fucking Weinstein. You know what I'm saying, man? It's no, just, absolutely. Some people think that they're just beyond, they're beyond the law and repercussion because of money and status. Joe wasn't a, Joe's not a rich person by any means, but he was a quasi-celebrity in his area. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, to make, you know, that's what it boils down to. And they're going to use that. And there's defense probably, Chris. I don't know. But I'm sure they'll be like, well, you know, this man did all these great things. And, you know, this may be the first time he ever broke the law, too. Yeah. And hey. here's, something very, here's something very, very interesting that I just thought of, dude. I haven't thought about this in a long time. So every day Joe would do it. Do you remember his videos every day he would do in Canada? Yeah, yeah. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't post the videos. Really I only did the audio. But yeah, I remember the videos. So Joe would do a morning thing where he'd do like the 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 did you know daily you know and then he would do the um uh, the um the weather and so on. He was a personality, right? Okay. So a couple of years ago, I this is a trip. And this is coming back to me. A couple of years ago, there was somebody that would go by his house. And shoot BB guns and throw shit at his house. And he caught the car on camera a couple times. Hmm. Why would they do that? Maybe they knew about him. I'm dead serious. There's a, I mean, I, maybe they knew about him. Or maybe See, they didn't is, have and, proof and, and, and they, caught, I mean, this they is, heard speculation of him at least. This happened quite a bit. You cameras and shit, and they, they would do this to him. And it just makes you wonder... How how I wonder how long he did he engage in this, you know? I imagine a very long time. I I, I, can't, I can't imagine somebody just yeah. picking up and doing it one day. I can't imagine like uh, we know since September for, for myself as example, just just to use me as an example. I can't imagine myself doing an internet search one day and accidentally coming across a a child porn picture, for example. You know, like I'm doing a Google search and that just happens to randomly show up and all of a sudden I'm like, huh, let me go look at my... I just, I don't see that being one of those catalysts one day. I think that's something you have in your soul for a very long time. There, I've, I've heard um, it was some some true court thing I watched or whatever. And I said, me and Chris, we, we're not lawyers. We're not law people. We're just speculating shit. Right. But... I saw one thing where they where they were prosecuting a pedophile, and they found child pornography on his computer, and they asked him why was it there, and he he actually said, "Well, I was doing research on a term paper." So you know what I'm saying? They have an answer for everything. I right. was doing research on something. That's why I looked it up. No. Hey, look, I can I can research Hitler without reading Mein Kampf. 
if you were doing research on child predators, you could read articles and not look at pictures. Articles, but not look at this damn thing. That's exactly it. Mm-hmm. You know that that that's so, a, that's a bullshit excuse. <laughs> it's the plan. That's, that's I don't mean to whole, laugh. That's kind of a nervous laugh, but I mean that's that that is a that is a weak excuse. But this this sort of thing happens. So they will they use it's a, a defense attorney's job. It's to think of ways to get their client out of these sort of things, and if it means that, it means that. It's absolutely disgusting. I mean, and 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 we're both going to monitor this. We're both going to. I'm going to keep up on this. Absolutely. I mean, I, but between I, now and I, I think I think this between is a conversation. Now and I definitely think this is going to be a conversation. Like I'm, I'm going to be monitoring this deeply, and I'm also going to be monitor, monitoring this video because and and audio. If you guys even leave comments to me, I want to know about it. And this is something we will follow up on. Uh, I, I fully intend to to build upon this. Not only, like I said, with the open invitation to have conversations with other uh, parents of victims and victims themselves. Uh, I'm also, you know, going to be keeping an eye out and probably report on the outcome of this. If, if we find out the outcome of this, because I think it's something that needs to be known. It does need to be known. It needs well, to be going to happen. Any, uh, he, he doesn't have to go back to court. till July 29th. Right. So between now and July 29th, folks, he's free. And I'm, I'm guessing he's going to be hiding out. But even if he Which, is, whatever. even if he is, the people of his area, you said Niagara, right? Yeah, it's uh, it's Niagara. It's this little town, Fort Colm, I think. It's just an neat thing there. It's up, it's up in Niagara, Canada. It's Fort Colm, I think it's called. But the thing is, is that... Um, He's free, dude. I he, mean, unfortunately, he's, we he's can't not, we can't do anything about his freedom. But I'm hoping that people no. people from Niagara, people from that area, that are hearing this 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 uh, podcast, you know, I seriously, the best advice I can give is monitor your kids, know where they are at all times. Not just because yeah, he's out there on the don't. street, but you know, there's other people out there too. But because we could make a face to this monster, monitor your kids. That's yeah, because there's, and we're not advocating anything. We're not saying to do anything either. Right, that's what I'm saying. I'm not. Because, I'm not calling for a, none of yeah. this is a call to action. Do not harm no. this person. Do not get yourself in uh -oh. trouble. However, monitor your kids. Keep them safe. Keep them. Keep the. Don't don't put them under quarantine. I know bad joke within current situation, but but. Know well, they're, where analogy. they're going and what they're doing and their well-being. It's tough being a parent. Now, I was never a parent. I have stepkids, but I was there, and they're teenagers. Right. And and then I worry. But when you're a parent, Chris, you could answer this question for me. You're always worried about them, man. You know? Right? Uh, uh, I mean, falling down, hurting the, themselves, right? You always worry. Even when they're 50 and shit, you're old and, 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 and decrepit, you're going to worry about them. Look, I'll give, right? I, I'll give you a perfect example of what you're talking about. And, and uh, this, is, this is something that's very fresh in my heart. Uh, one of the visits I had with the kids, I took them out to the local park here. It's a, it's a wooded area called Pennypack Park. 
and uh, I had just gotten okay. I had just gotten them little razor scooters. Okay, and at the time my daughter was like eight years old. Okay, um, now when you first enter the park area that that we went in, it has a steep uh, incline. Okay, down into the into the park area. It's it's all it's all concreted, so you could it's a walking path, you know, and all. And they wanted to ride their scooters down. They wanted to ride the hill. And I said, okay, no problem, you know. And my daughter especially is a daredevil. My son's a little bit more timid, but my daughter's a, a daredevil, you know. So she she went full board for it, and uh, she hit a stick or a rock or something, and she went flying off her scooter into the into the dirt. Uh, pretty, pretty bad. And, uh, the reason I know it's pretty bad is my daughter's one of those people, when she gets hurt, she laughs. She laughs about it. And normally that laugh means she's okay. You know? I've seen that. You know, um, she did not get up. She was not laughing. She was crying and just staying on the ground. I hauled ass down there, saw that she was all scraped up and it was, it was road rash, you know, that she got. And, uh, luckily it was nothing severe, nothing broken or otherwise, but I mean, just seeing the hurt and the pain in my daughter's eyes, the tears in her eyes, absolutely crushed me. Worse than any beating I've ever taken in my life. You know, uh, any physical pain I've ever felt, yeah. but did not compare to just seeing my child hurt and, and not, not really being able to do anything to take that away. You know what I mean? Because I can't heal yeah. road rash. It's going to sting until it goes away. You know what I mean? But I made sure I made sure no bones were broken. She could walk. She could move her arms, you know, and everything else. Took her back, cleaned her yeah. up, cleaned the, cleaned the wounds, put, you know, bandages on it where I could. But I can't take away the sting. That's going to be there for a couple of days. And it just, it crushes me that there was nothing more I could do for her. You know what I mean? I know, and you've, you've, you've had all forms of physical pain in your life. Oh, yeah, I live you're with physical pain every got, day. <laughs> you, know, you were, you, you were, you were, you've been in a couple of mosh pits, I believe, in your life, so you, you know what pain is, but it's sad, and you know, but mm-hmm. hey, you know. Yeah, I live with physical pain. I know what pain. it is, you want to take it all away, man. I, I, uh, I, I live with physical pain every day. Every day I've got aches and pains and complaints of, of like people who are 20, 30 years older than me because of the damages I've done to my body. And I would take every single one of them 10 times over than one day of seeing my children in pain, physically, mentally, emotionally. It, 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 there's just something about being a parent that you just cannot stand not being able to keep your children perfectly safe. If I could put my children in a bubble, I would. <laughs> you know, Not because I would take away their freedoms, but because then I know they're safe. That's about the only way I could actually make them safe. And I can't do that, you know, obviously. So I, it's much of a learning experience, as much of a learning experience for me to have to be able to understand that there's just some things I can't do as a parent. And that sucks. You know, it sucks that I can't be the Superman that every parent wants to be for their child. And, it's, and when your children are older, um, they'll have kids of their own. They'll know that, you know, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. You know, <laughs> if anything, I'm looking forward to the day my kids I mean, have kids and they pull shit that they're that my kids pulled on me, so I get to sit there and go, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> Remember that? <laughs> We're worried about you that way, and here we are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, but, it, it, but that's, that's life, though. You know, that sort of thing happened. Now you get it. Now you understand yeah. why Daddy was always saying, yeah. stay where I could see you. You know, or or uh, well, they're yeah. lucky that they're lucky to have you and 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 and, and Jennifer and, and and you know it's I was like I was lucky enough to have one good parent. And, and hey, look, this has been a hell of a, a hell of a thing, man. It it, re- it really has, and and hey, look, uh, to use your 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 situation as a catalyst too. I'm not dogging step parents or or uh, your mother or father's boyfriend or girlfriend. Nine times out of ten, oh. these people are decent people, and they they stepped up or stepped in to be an also a positive adult figure in your life as a child. So don't take this There's as a like stereotype though. Step parents though, we're always villains, you know. <laughs> oh, of course, of course. But I'm... you know that it's it's a classic. The stepfather just sounds bad. But you're right. I mean, I do, but realistically, they 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 play a whole role, mm-hmm. and and it's great. And and but your kids are lucky because they at least have you, one good who cares about their well-being. And that's the thing that you know not a lot of folks have. Exactly. And, yeah, but that anyway. that's that's why that's why I wanted to, to like uh, kind of end this on that note too. Like when we were talking about your situation, yeah. I said that pet. Uh, Pedophilers and predators do use the the broken home, the divorced family, uh, to to kind of weasel their way in. It doesn't happen as often as I made it sound. Most often than not, the 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 ex the ex wife's boyfriend or the ex husband's girlfriend are still decent people, you know, in some way, shape, or form, yeah. and and try to be a positive influence on the child's life. So. Don't always take that as Bible and gospel truth, but do be aware that it is a doorway that predators try to use. Oh yeah, they they, they do everything. You said that uh, that one guy was a martial arts teacher, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, they they find whatever they can, and, and that's what's scary is. And, and and do you think there should be better screening processes? Absolutely, but the the, the, pro- the problem is. I mean, do you think that the, the laziness? I'm just trying to think of. Well, the, the problem is, is that it's a it's 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 a fine line, it's a fine line between vetting somebody who is in a in a position of trust, and violating their own privacies. You know, like how deep is too deep? Uh, now, of course, to us, like anything that exposes a pedophile or or uh, you know something like that, there is no too deep. However. What if to go that deep, you have to violate a non-pedophiler's uh, privacy to the point of, of completely violation? You know what I mean? So it, it, it's it's hard to judge. I don't think there's enough out there to, to vet these people out. However, I don't know how far is too far. Mm, good point. You, you know what I mean? Like... Do there should there be a background check? Uh, absolutely. Should there be an application process where you could check on that? Absolutely. Should there be a reference system? Absolutely. Is there? Probably. I don't know. But it does it go deep enough without going too deep to be able to expose that? Again, I don't know. I talked to my wife before when you got before you got back and we were doing this, right? Right. And the hardest thing that I've had to do, and I asked Chris, uh, to your listeners, I asked Chris, I'm going to 
I don't know what to do. And and I really was about to share, I was going to share that article and publicly shame his ass, put him on blast. She said it wasn't a good idea, but you uh, know what I'm saying? No, I, I, I wanted to give him. I wanted to give him all. The, I wanted to give him all the press I can give him, man. My anger, my anger towards people who harm children, particularly because of the situation as we discussed. I was right there with you. There was nothing more I wanted to do than than to uh, dox this guy and 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 totally throw him under the bus and and and, and, ruin, we have, and ruin each of his us life. have a decent. And we we have a decent following, you and I. That's that's a fair assessment, right? And and I want to get as many eyes on this shit as possible, but she told me not to do it. And I'm right there with you. And I told you that it's like I I definitely <laughs> I definitely <laughs> I definitely wanted to do it because of my anger towards people who do these things. However, I don't want Realm of the Mist. I don't want SJ Promotions to be known as that type of company. Which is why I fought very hard I know, to not. I, go I know, there. I know. We had to, we had to, we had to restrain ourselves, folks. Because I'll tell you what, we're Chris and I are inherently kind of pit bulls at the end of the day, man. And I really <laughs> wanted to do this, man. I have anger issues. We are. And I, <laughs> I, I did. I did too. I, 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 I didn't graduate anger management. They just told me to leave. I was, you know, they, they, they it's when they opened the salad bar for me. They realized things were trouble. But the thing is, is that. It's, is it bad? Is it bad that you punch I out wanted, your anger management to. instructor? <laughs> yeah, is that a terrible thing? But I wanted. I, I don't know. It's perception. <laughs> but I really. I, I, I'm glad you had to go get Jen, and it gave us time to think. I really am because if we if you would have flipped the switch and, and it was go time, you know what I'm saying? Right. No, it was it was when better I that told we you. it was better that we stepped back, took a breath, and was able able to actually collect our thoughts to do this. But I don't yeah, regret doing this. I was this. ready. I'm glad we didn't. I don't either. And I was ready to go out of the shoot when remember like what do we do? We're like I don't know. Let me go get Janet. And so, um, kudos to Jen for giving us time to think. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, but the thing is, is that um, I hope whoever hears this takes a comfort knowing that he's been caught but for the parents to hear this know that um, there's more of them out there he ain't it and 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 prevention and and whoever answers your your call you know whoever says you know I want to go on there Chris is Chris is giving you an open playground to, to discuss this on, on on his show and it's not and, just not just breaking the fourth it's a, it's a wall not just breaking the fourth wall. I'm pretty sure most of the shows on Realm of the Mist Entertainment, uh, most of the content creators on Realm of the Mist Entertainment. I'm not. I'm not necessarily meaning the, the ones we syndicate, but the ones that are actually part of Realm of the Mist. I'm pretty sure they'll sit and talk yeah. to you too. You don't want to talk to me. You want to talk to the soccer? They'll talk to you. I guarantee you, Venus. Venus well, absolutely told, will talk to you. And I'll be fair enough to say I that told I'll. You something. I'll, I'll I'll openly ask uh, right. the other members of the SJ network to uh, to extend that invitation as well. I'm pretty sure most of them will. I mean, I told you something, Chris. That nobody no, nobody knows what but nobody knew from my mom and my brother. So you and I told you, and God knows whoever hears this, a story would happen to me when I was a child, and it happened. It's over with. I, I don't have thoughts about it or anything, and I don't know if she's dead or alive. She's probably dead. But the thing is, is that 
here's some funny poetic justice after I had, you know, I, I told her I, I closed the book when I when I confronted her, and then I heard she got severe arthritis. So that's little guy, that's God's little, you know, joke on her. But um, it's just, it's like when Harvey Weinstein got popped. Man, a lot of women came out of the woodwork. The whole Me Too movement started, mm-hmm. and so sometimes it takes, and I don't mean this is just truth, man. Sometimes it takes a really tragic thing to tear off the band-aid and let everything surface to the, you know, look look what happened one September morning back in 2001, man. Yeah. You know, we knew terrorists were in the world. We just didn't know how bad it was. I mean... Sometimes you need a tragedy to I be able to, to pull say out it like the good. That. Yeah, no, you're I absolutely hate, right. I hate to say it like that, but it's true. I hate to say it like that, but it's true. And my mom used to always say, look for the good in everything. So... I think this is going to sound wild, but it's an idea that I just had because of the COVID quarantine that we've all been subjected to. Forced maybe to Joe had more time to, 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 use, to use his devices, you know? Mm-hmm. Maybe that's what helped get him caught. But they, but he was under an investigation in September. So, no, they were already hot on his trails. As, as but, I, as like I said, said from at the beginning of this, but like I said, like I said, with the investigation into Steve Mazur, they were following him for months before they finally nabbed him. So yeah, I'm not surprised that they. Same thing with Crawford. Yeah, I'm not surprised they were monitoring him for a while. And that's one thing we know about the is that, and the listeners I hope know that you can't. You, you, they don't just go and do it, right, Chris? They like we talked about. They know they make they they build a case. Mm-hmm. And and it's not on, it's like what you said at the beginning of this interview. Not on us or this conversation. They didn't go by assumption, dude. You, if they if ICE or FBI or I don't know what they have in Canada. Was the the Royal Canadian? What the hell did they got up there? I don't even whatever whatever law enforcement agency in Canada got dropped in on him. They just don't go on an assumption, my friend. They 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 know something's up. Assumption is what makes them start looking. But when they arrest, yeah. it's because they have concrete evidence. They have proof when it comes to things like this. They have evidence in hand. <laughs> that's, one, that's, that's the one good thing about this type of, uh, uh, of crime is that when they move in for the sting, for the bust, for the arrest, they have caught you doing what you're doing. And they walk out not only with you, but with the contents in hand. Yeah, no joke, pal. You know they and they do is, uh, they do do this. their research, which is actually why I don't know if you 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 yourself have ever paid attention to it beforehand. Uh, during the uh, the whole situation when uh, Trump first got into office, and a lot of people were pushing for the uh, dismissal of ICE. If you remember, if you remember correctly, there was a big push to get rid of ICE because of immigration. I was vehemently against it, and it wasn't because of the immigration part of it. Even though ICE, that's their primary job. Again, when Stephen Mazur was caught, he wasn't caught by the FBI. He wasn't caught by the Philadelphia Police Department. He was caught by a joint operation between ICE and Homeland Security. My children's yeah. saviors and, 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 were those departments. I absolutely go. And, 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 defend and, and, them. 
Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not and I'm not going to talk. I'm not going to get into political stuff. We don't go there. But here's the thing: if it wasn't for ICE, Joe's a Canadian. All right, he's 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 not an American, right? Right. So it's not like it's not the pedophiles and creeps. They don't just come from Mexico and South America, folks. No, they, they come don't. from everywhere. That's it. There you go. So yeah. there's no there's and, and he's as, he's whiter than we are. That, so there's no race shit here. That that's something that's something that definitely has to be addressed to too to a lot of people is evil does not have a color or race or creed. Okay. Uh there are gangbangers that are white. There are rapists that are black. There are, you know, as well as being white and 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 all that like the the this the, the the color of the skin does not dictate what crime they will do. If evil is in their heart, true, then evil is in their heart. The face doesn't matter. And that's the truth, man. Yeah. I mean, that's um, where we're at, Paul. That's it. But uh, guys, right, well, guys, I appreciate we, I appreciate you guys uh, hearing us out on this again. Uh, from from all of us here at Realm of the Mist, we do apologize to you uh, that this content uh, had to be removed, and uh, at least we came forward to tell you the reasons why. And I definitely want to thank uh, Mr. Joiner for coming on and and not only sharing his personal experiences, uh, but also, uh, for lack of a better term here, joining me in in uh uh why i had to do what i had to do for for realm of the mist entertainment and for our listeners safety uh and for our practices and standards uh come on here and talk about uh but again guys thank you so much uh we we had a moral we had a moral obligation to do this tonight man yeah we did and uh i hope you guys appreciate it i hope you guys also appreciate uh all the content that we try to bring to you. Not only normally I have this outro where I say like, sh- subscribe, comment. I don't, I don't care if you like it or whatever. Yeah. I do hope you share this out and I do hope you comment on it because I want to hear your comments. And I think this is a subject matter that people need to hear, but I, I don't care about views and, and likes on this as much as I care that the, no, con- that, this the that this one, that this one is more about the, the, the message getting out there. Uh, but I will say that I hopefully f- from this point forward, you guys enjoy the content that Realm of the Mist brings and also the content that SJ Promotions and SJ Network bring to you. Uh, and, of course, guys, we'll see you on the next break in the fourth wall, which I believe is Tuesday, uh, where I sit down with uh, the, the, the new person. What was their name? Uh, Lisa? 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 Lisa, Lisa. Lisa, yeah. <laughs> Not the You're... band. Uh, uh, Lisa, <laughs> Not the band, no. uh, Lisa Bigsby, ba- uh, Baysby, I think it is the author. Bag, yeah, yeah, Lisa Bagsby. Bagsby, thank you. She's she's an author out 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 of Portland, Oregon. It's all right. We we've had a lot to talk about tonight, man. Yeah, my my mind's kind of swimming right so. now. So yeah, I'm sitting down with her Tuesday. So that is the next break in the fourth wall for you guys, just to let you know. And of course, uh, you know, Steve, is there if there's anything you want to quickly promote before we cut out? No, uh, not tonight. I don't want to do any promotion stuff. I just no. I just, uh, I agree. I just wanted to give. I wanted to end no. it on people knowing that there's going to be regular content coming too. <laughs> 
our regularly scheduled programs. Well, we had that. We had that. We had. We had. We, we had that. We had to exercise the demon. This is, folks. This is one of those things you would see when you were a kid when Reagan when Reagan would come on the TV, you know, and interrupt the A team or some shit. This is what we're doing. <laughs> Pretty much, we're, we're, we're interrupting the normal program to talk about something serious, and that's what media is. Uh, All right, Chris. Unfortunately, that's what we had to do. But hopefully, if it if it helps one person in one way, shape, or form, I, that's what matters the most. So, guys, thank you very much for joining All us. All right. Have a good night.